0: Welcome back everybody to the Brews and Belters podcast where we talk all things soccer while sipping on some local brews. You can find our podcast here on Spotify each Tuesday night or Wednesday morning. You can also interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at Brews and Belters. My name is Keegan Gowitz and tonight I'm sipping on a Milwaukee Pilsner by Sprecher. Um, Actually not a huge fan. This is the first beer on the pod that I haven't spoke very highly about, but just, just, yeah, yeah, pretty average. Um, as always, I am joined by Tobias Hinefeld. Tobes, what you sipping on tonight?
1: Keeks, tonight I have a new Belgian Tripel. Is it triple or tripel? Can we pull the audience on this one?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with tripel just because I don't know. Belgian <laughs> makes me sound makes makes it sound right. I don't know.
1: That's what I'm going with too. So yeah, Belgian style ale from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado. Keeping it local. Um, yeah, so that's what I got tonight.
0: All right, and back again is Jack Butler. Jackson, welcome back. What you sipping on?
2: Tonight, gentlemen, I am sipping on Haze the Lord uh, by Component Brewing, which is here in Milwaukee, a New England IPA. Uh, that's what Component does. They just do really good hazies, um, so that's what I'm going to drink.
0: All right. Good. All right, well, we've got our brews, and we've got our news. Uh, Super League. Obviously, that's the only thing on the docket tonight. Um, a lot of opinions, a lot has changed over the last few hours. We were kind of planning out the pod last night. Um, hoped that all teams would withdraw. Didn't necessarily expect it to happen, but uh, Tubbs, why don't you go ahead and lead the charge here? Let's, let's just get into the whole, the whole uh, ordeal here.
1: Let's do it. Uh, so when you and I were talking last night, Keeks, we just were going to pretty much come out and make this the biggest middle finger episode we've had thus far, um, mainly because we had to change the podcast format. Uh, so we don't have any booze. This whole episode is going to be a boo. We don't have any cheers, even though Paul Pogba's documentary, The Pogmentary, comes out next year. Uh, definitely hyped on that, but we're not going to talk about that today. Uh, no talk of all the belters from the MLS opening weekend. Uh, I counted three of them that were belt worthy. Uh, And we're not celebrating Jack coming on the pod for the first time in a couple weeks. Uh, We were planning on karaokeing some Cypress Hill. We're going to be hitting from the bong since it is 420 today. And Jack wanted to get on, do some Everton Tottenham talk, just rip a bong, celebrate that 420. But uh, yeah, we're not even able to do that. And the thing that is the worst part about Yesterday, Sunday, and our pod leading into today is uh, the two things I wanted most to happen in my footballing world happened this last week. So first and foremost, I want to say congratulations. Coming back from the ashes, which is the championship, Timu Puki is back in the Premier League as of next year, whatever's left of the fucking Premier League. Um, Yeah, so Norwich City... Trying to show everyone the poster I got right there. Uh, Norwich City is back at the expense of Sheffield United. Um, but we don't get to talk about that. And then uh, some minor news from uh, Monday morning, yesterday. Uh, my Tottenham Hospers sacked Jose Mourinho. Um, so we are currently manager uh running with a 29-year-old uh, to be the interim. Um, but yeah, none of that is really important right now uh it's all been overshadowed glazed over by the super league idea and the 12 fuck sticks who don't care at all about their fans tradition and history the game of football or the integrity that goes with it uh only caring about money at the end of the day um and we're going to make that definitely prevalent uh that's pretty much all we're going to talk about is money 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 uh so like when liverpool says you're never going to walk alone Uh, that's a team of the fans of the people fucked at. That That is definitely not true. They made that known this week. Um, So, yeah, boys, we're about to embark on a bloodbath. Get the pitchforks ready. Uh, Set your goals, set it best. We came to pillage. We came to burn. We came to incite the riot. We came to take it over. Any pod that, like, has a set your
2: goals quote, (laughs) top of the charts, top of the charts.
1: So I mean I think the best way to do it is to get right into it. As of today, 4:20. Spark up the bongs, everyone who's listening. Uh, nothing was permanent or fluid, uh, but pretty much we had an agreed to establish a super league, a European super league, and it was between six English play or six English teams. We had uh, Tottenham, we had Arsenal, we had Manchester United, Manchester City. Uh, Liverpool, and am I missing one?
2: Chelsea, Arsenal.
1: Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. And then we had uh, Atletico Madrid. We had Real Madrid, Barcelona of Spain. And then in Italy, we had Juventus, Inter Milan, and AC Milan. And so there was going to be those 12 clubs, and they were anticipating three more uh, to be added, most likely PSG, Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Uh, And then they were going to talk about having five other clubs added to join the 15 founding clubs on a rotating annual basis to form a 20-team league uh, to start as soon as 2022. Games played on uh, weekday nights, replacing the typical Champions League schedule. Uh, This league is, in essence, a franchise format where there is no qualification for the original 15 teams. Um, Money is going to be was set at three times more than the normal Champions League. Uh, making it around 350 million pounds. Um, <clears throat> as of yesterday, they were going to have it where the European Champions League teams that were a part of the Super League groups are going to be kicked out, and uh, FIFA was going to make it that the teams, their players, were not going to be able to play in international play, um, mainly the World Cup. They were going to be excluded from it. So, yeah, a lot going on. Uh, I'm not going to lie, when I first saw it, I thought, oh, this is awesome. Uh, let's take FIFA out of it and let's kind of put it in the hands of the, of the teams and clubs themselves. Uh, you know, we're going to get the best teams. Uh, I already think that, you know, big six spending is way more than anyone else. Like there's a big difference in the spending of, of a Tottenham Arsenal or Liverpool than there is of a Brighton Sheffield United, even Crystal Palace. Um, So I was okay with it. And then I started to kind of read some of this, some of the stuff I just listed off uh, about relegation, auto bids, and everything like that. And I just thought like, okay, well, that's not good. 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 And then you start start thinking about how it's going to create a cast system. And, uh, yeah, I started to realize I just want the Champions League or nothing. Like, this is a terrible idea. And, yeah, so it definitely changed. And Keeks, as of right now, What is up with the other teams currently, but mainly the big six in the Premier League?
0: Yeah, the big six as of right now um, is all we heard of, but uh, obviously I assume the rest of the the clubs will follow. Um, Sad that it's taken this long for them to follow, but they will, uh, which is almost even worse, almost you know, it, it took, like, I think three clubs before Liverpool came out and said that they were pulling out of it, which was, again, just more disappointment as a Liverpool supporter. But it's sad that it's it's like, oh, okay, the other, you know, six of the 15 teams are out of it. I guess we'll pull out of it now, you know, like now that there is no league. Um, just makes things even, uh, almost even worse. Um, as a Liverpool supporter, terrible. As an American, uh, even worse, um, because majority of these clubs were american-owned or not majority but the majority of the premier league clubs are american-owned um with fenway sports group stan crohnke uh arguably the worst man in america well, that's that's a, a a bold statement but the worst sports personality in america and the glazers with with manchester united um and then you even look at real madrid um In in Barcelona, um, get a ton of money from JP Morgan and American Bank. And, you know, a lot of it's American funded. And I understand buying a a professional sports team as an investment. I get that that is an investment. But when you show absolutely no respect to the sport, the culture, the fans, um, and just the integrity of, of that business, it's just, you know, you hear about people, you you hear people go over to Europe and be like, they come back and they they have a bad taste in their mouth because Europeans dislike Americans. And then you see these huge owners go over and attempt to completely dismantle and ruin not just a sport, but an entire culture, an entire history. And you're like, yeah, that's why they hate us. You know, the, the people who go over there and have a bad time in America are the people who, who, don't think there's anything wrong with the Super League, and then they come back and they're like, "Yeah, they didn't like me very much." It's like, "Yeah, I wonder why." It's kind of that same mentality, so and it's just you, a bad taste in your mouth. I don't know, Jack. Do you, think this,
1: do you think this is like an underlying issue where there's too much, like I guess, global ownership, and they should keep? Do you think they should have it where there should be like a some sort of like English percent owner of each? You know, to keep this all intact, I guess is that like integrity? Is that how you're gonna handle this, or like what do you do? Well, I mean, I don't think it's who owns the who owns
2: the, the teams. I you, I guess you could maybe make an argument, but it's a uh, it's a clash of cultures of what the purpose of soccer is, right? So. Like, if you look at it, like, my first
1: my first frustration was, uh, like, fuck these guys. Like, if if the six want to go fucking start their own thing, like, go have at it. Like, Jack, Jack was on that list, and he's like, goddamn, Everton ain't on
2: here. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, like... See, but that's why these clubs and these owners, why they want to do it right now, because they have the money. It used to be Everton, right? Like it, it used to be Villa. It used to be Leeds. Like the Big Six is constantly changing. Look at the look at the table right now, right? Like um, Arsenal isn't going to probably qualify for Champions League, right? Like uh, uh, Liverpool is like uh, who else? And then and then. Chelsea. Like those three clubs aren't going to be touching European spots. I was gonna say- so, like, like the big six can change, and it does change over time. You can argue that the last twenty years, it's really been really the last ten years. The, uh, uh, the ability of smaller clubs to be able to comp- compete is is there, but like what they're trying to do is set in because we, right based off of American funding and American ownership that's used to a closed system where they don't have to compete for things in order to get revenue. Um, Right. They, they want to keep that intact. So you have this clash of cultures where people that are just saying like, all right. um, And I get it to a degree. I get it because if you watch, like you don't have to watch the Bundesliga to know that, Iron is going to win it, right? They've won it nine years in a row, right? Like the same thing with France, the same thing except for this year in Syria. You kind of know who the three teams are that are possibly going to win those, those things. So there is a massive uh, issue with domestic leagues in competition. Um, but to go on your own and be able to say, like, we're going to try to fix it on our own. And by fix it on our own, like we're going to solve our own problems by having guaranteed money that's going to be based off of nothing. Like, it's just going to be fully based off of TV revenue um, and not any type of competition. Like that, and it's going to fuck everybody else along the way. Like if the top six leave the Premier League, now let's also back up. They're saying that they're not going to, leave the Premier League, like it's the Premier League that's going to leave them, right? Um, uh, but that's, I mean, they, they knew what was going to happen. Like, yeah, they pretty, pretty much, much put saying, the Premier
1: League's balls in a vice, in essence. You're,
2: pre- you're pretty much saying, though, because the Premier League and the top six specifically, since they are the major money grabbers, like, you're pretty much going to have, like, 50% of the clubs in League 2 and League 1 just go away, because they can't survive on their own without Premier League funding. Um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's totally going to screw everybody else along the way. Um, so that's when I was like, no, I I don't want them actually to, to leave because it's going to mess up the pyramids across the globe. And, um, like, just like how are kids, how is it going to change kids experiences when, you know, you can only go to. Liverpool that holds 40,000. And that's all you're going to watch on Sky Sports because Sky Sports and NBC Sports aren't going to pick up the rights for other leagues because everyone just wants to get their eyes on the top six or, you know, the top 15. I don't know. So I went through a lot of emotions when it first came out of, like, trying to understand how much of a cock move it was, but then also to understand the repercussions of what that looks like for the sport all the way down to the grassroots level where... A lot of clubs depend on these teams to bring revenue, right? You'll never have Spurs against Marine again, right? Like, and getting the, the visibility of that Marine got the money that Marine got in the FA Cups, like they won't be playing in any of those domestic leagues or domestic
1: cups. Um, and yeah, repercussions of it are immense. Go, going back to the money part, like I mentioned, it was three hundred fifty million pounds for each team of the original, like, grandfathered-in teams. So, thinking about Liverpool, or, like, Manchester City, I'm not going to harp on Liverpool much more, sorry, bro. Uh, but Manchester City, let's say, giving them an extra £350 million on top of what they've already been operating with this entire time, like, that is clown money at that point, where they can afford every good player. Like, in essence, like, why, if you were a normal player, like, it's going to, there's no salary cap in, in, in soccer, so, like, Every player can go wherever they want and sign for whatever they want, and they're all going to get Neymar money you know. at that point. And so all the best players are going to go to these best clubs to play in this league. And yeah, it's going to create a complete cast system where there's going to be way, way more of a difference than there currently is in the Premier League, you know? You're not going to be able to see a West Ham sitting fourth. Like, that's not yeah. going to happen.
0: You're, you're never like, going to get 2016 Leicester Premier League Cup run ever again. Like, it takes all the magic out of the game for the sake of greed.
2: Dude, but also realize that if this league was to happen, and we'll go into kind of, right, like, how today ends up transpiring, but Liverpool would be the new Spurs. Like, right, uh, the... The amount of money because that clubs they won't have to be governed by the uh same regulations that they are with their uh, in UEFA. Manchester City is going to just pour globs of money that no one else can rival. And like Liverpool will sit will sit seventh in that table every single time. Yeah. Right? Like the amount of money that uh, a PSG and a city and uh, Glazers, like, will be able to throw at those, at those projects. Um, like, I don't understand why Inter and, like, Milan are wanting to do that. Like, their money can't compete with any of these people's money. So, um, same thing if Dortmund, I mean, they're not good for them for holding out by not, uh, you know, publicly saying that they were in the league yet for Dortmund and fired at PSG because they – Held off from a lot of flag. That no, they, happened. They, like that was black. Like
1: they, they were fucking on a, the Zoom part. They actually weren't in the office building during this meeting. They were on a Zoom call. So I'm like, yeah, we weren't there. In
0: they gave person. they gave a verbal, <laughs> but they didn't actually sign anything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they're like just like, like but like
2: just the amount of money that would be able to be tossed around in this league, like there, there will be the same thing that happens in the league in in the domestic leagues now, but. Uh, We can go into, um, like, what you guys thought of kind of the unfolding of it. Um, But to me, it was absolute atrocity. Um, Not just that it happened. Like, we knew it was going to happen. Like, they have been talking about Super League for for years. Uh, But the way that it happened, the same timing of Champions League coming out with their new – with their new changes to that, to, to, to the Champions League, and just giving a giant middle finger saying, like, we're just doing this, like, without anyone, without, because because we're the biggest 15 clubs and the biggest 12 clubs in the in the world, and we can just do it. Um, everything about it was just disgusting.
0: Yeah, again, it goes back to, I tried to break it down to a microcosm between the owners and, and the uh, <laughs> american tourist but just to focus on the owners it goes back to just an investment you look at liverpool who had several down years and then fsg comes in buys them probably for a much lower price than they could sell them for now and they think okay we'll just start this super league and then probably sell off same with the glazers same with Cronky, you know we'll, we'll form this super league boost the value of this club up you know 50 percent 100 percent and then we'll just bounce. And it's just it's just so disturbing. Again, I don't know that it's a cultural thing. I don't know that you have to have English owners for an English club um, necessarily. It just comes down to the quality of the person, like the morality of the person, the respect they have for the sport they're investing in. You know, it, it, it
1: it's yeah, it's like checks and balances and right now they are in the ninety nine percent trying to take more money from the one percent is yeah. literally what this is all about. It's like a morality thing and it's definitely yeah, I mean it's dirty at the end of the day. Like that's exactly what it and, is.
0: And it has brought up so there I mean there have been positives from it. You see the fans, you see the players, you see the managers speaking out. Like there's been an it's crazy how much of this has united. Like, soccer fans across Europe, specifically soccer fans in England, supporting different clubs, have, have they ever been this united over anything? No. No way. Uh, so that was kind of amazing to see. And I think it will bring forward further discussion about, okay, this has made it even more transparent how wide the gap is in funding. So let's make strides to fix the premier league instead of replace it let's make strides to fix champions league instead of replace it
1: i mean what I, do you fix though like what do you fix for the champions league cha- it seems pretty legit yeah, to me right now champions the they league
0: out. champions league not so much but premier league definitely you know just trying to find that balance between you know the wage gap and and trying to make the league more competitive they claim they want to make this super league so that people would be more apt to watch so it'd be more entertaining, like fix what you have and make that more entertaining
1: yeah. but how do you do that salary cap drafts uh... i that's
0: I mean that's way over over my head going into all the all of that that's other people's jobs. I'm just saying this has brought to light like the fact that we don't need to start some new league that excludes everyone else. we need to find ways to include everyone else. We need to find paths to give those middle middle table, um, bottom of the table clubs more funding and more support.
2: I mean, um, what's the what is it? F well, not the FCC. What's what's the what's the name of the thing that you can only spend as much as you make within a certain grace period? What's that? What's that called?
1: Um, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Then they get they get penalized. The
2: yeah, like Manchester City fell into it a couple of years ago. FFP, they, yeah,
0: financial fair play.
2: Financial fair play, right? So, like, readjust financial fair play because financial fair play is great for the top clubs because they get the most amount of revenue, right? Like, but if you're if you're Burnley, like that totally hinders like i get like why it was put in place so that people aren't going into a lot of debt to be able to and then all of a sudden the club folds in two years like there's reasons why it was in place but the reality is that it made the gap that much greater because big clubs could spend big money and small clubs couldn't spend that much money to try to keep up even if they had wealthy owners right um so like there there is stuff that 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 domestic leagues can Change and I and before we, I just want to sidebar for two seconds. Hopefully, I would hope that this also gets Americans. You saw so many Americans get really passionate about this, like, get fucking passionate about our domestic leagues because MLS is a super league. MLS is a closed system for millionaire owners that want fixed income that doesn't allow promotion relegation so that smaller clubs are able to compete with big guys. So like it I hope that more Americans get like see that this is just a bunch of bullshit that's there, that's rigged so that millionaires can make more money and in, in the case of giant clubs like billionaires. But the MLS is a soup is is the original super club. Um and like that shit's gotta come down to it goes against everything that soccer stands for. Um, so that's my that's my sidebar. But um, I hope that it does, like, that we become more aware in our country, soccer
1: fans, that our system is totally fucked. That, that's
0: I mean, an amazing point and an important point, I think. Go ahead, Toby.
1: Yeah, and case in point, like, Austin FC just came out this last week, got shellacked by, I want to say, uh, LAFC. But, uh, I mean, they have, like, Matthew McConaughey and a bunch of other random people throwing in hundreds of thousands of dollars because there's not enough, like of the two people that actually really want to own them. They don't have the money and funding to do it. So they have to go to all these other private investors to, you know, I mean, I'm sure like Matthew McConaughey is more of a sexy pick at that point, <laughs> but I mean, at the end of the day, what Jack is saying is absolutely right. And yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on that uh, I think behind the scenes is going to continue to go on because this isn't the end of this. Like this is be here. Six months from now, 12 months from now. I mean, what we were talking about this, what, 10 weeks ago about the rumblings of a super club or of a super league. I mean, and it's going to be here. Like it's going to continue to be here. I mean, like I was telling you about the 12 fuck sticks, those guys are fucking rats and they will continue to scurry in the shadows and make these backhanded deals with each other and stick each other in place. So like, what you were telling Keeks, like three or four of the people who were like in charge of this league were from these 12 clubs. So like they have nothing but their own rooting interest and in their back pocket at the end of the day. And so this isn't going away. It's going to keep continuing. Um, it's just whether or not they're going to eventually, FIFA's going to put regulations in place to help prevent some of this from happening more so than it already is.
0: And I think, again, one of the beautiful things that you see come from this is that UEFA and FIFA will do what they need to do to protect their brand. Cause I do think it's important to remember FIFA and UEFA are not perfect either. They're extremely corrupt. They're extremely greedy as well. So they're minding their own best interest. It just happens to align with fans best interest right now. Um, so I, I think that we do need to continue to hold them accountable as they make these guidelines and whatnot. Um, I, for,
1: for once, I did not want to punch Gary Neville in the face, too. I hate that man with a passion. What? And he actually came off with some actually...
0: That's the deep. worst take so far on this pod, Tobes. Oh, dude, Gary I, Neville I, and I, Jamie Carragher on a screen together is pure magic.
1: Oh, yeah. Neville gets on my nerves. Can't stand wow. him.
0: Wow. So, he went guess, on Sky Sports with a Jimi Hendrix and Bob Marley poster behind him today <laughs> on 420.
1: <laughs> so, not trying to put a bow tie on this discussion, but... If this had happened, what do you like? What would you have done, Keegan? Like, would you have left Liverpool?
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, hands would down. You, it, it, you, uh, it, you
1: wouldn't have rooted, You wouldn't have watched it. You wouldn't have watched this league.
0: Um, no. I I may have watched this league. I told I I had this argument with myself. Oh. I may have watched this league. I would have never paid money to watch this league. I would I would illegally stream this league and make sure no one accepts some somebody hacking, you know, a stream is getting any sort of profit off of this whatsoever, but no, I I don't think that I would have watched this and um all Liverpool gear would be tucked away in the bins in the in the musty basement. Um and I I and that's something I want to bring up to you Toby. Um Jack fortunately for you, you're immune from this, but uh, moving forward, I think it's going to be tough to watch Liverpool and I, I love the response from Klopp. I love the response from the players. I love the response from the supporters. But unless, unless that pressure continues to the point where FSG hands over their ownership, um, you know, you saw Woodward uh, resign with with United. I hope that all of them sell. I don't know that they will because I think they're snakes and I don't think they give a fuck. I don't think this stuff bothers them. But if FSG remains um, in ownership of the club it's going to be really really difficult to watch them and support them with pride and passion it like it it just won't be the same uh, supporting them and again love the players love Klopp but it it will just feel almost dirty watching them and those West Ham all black jerseys are looking nice
1: <laughs> we said that last week jack with uh with you being in Liverpool with Everton what is your opinion? I guess on Liverpool right now is it is it has it changed much or I mean because you always kind of knew being a big six team they were I mean I'm a Tottenham supporter and I know Tottenham like will whore themselves out I mean fuck we were on Amazon for God's sakes so like I get it but like what do you think on Liverpool?
2: I mean, I mean when it comes to I mean, you feel bad for not just Liverpool but for a lot of people <clears throat> that just love their clubs and want and love the sport and don't want it to get sold out to a billionaire class right like um so like my opinions of liverpool like uh they're they're the same like it, it sucks and it sucks for the fans it sucks for um it sucks for anybody like liverpool or any other club that's like a part of it and but this is the beauty and the magic of this sport is that ultimately like the people, this is the people's sport. This is the, this is the people's sport and the people like made it known that this is not uh, acceptable and you know, clubs are being able to owner and it's not clubs, right? Like the, the fans are the clubs, right? That The owners are, listening because at the end of the day if the revenue is not gonna be there, if people are gonna leave fandom, um, aren't gonna pay for subscriptions, aren't gonna do those things, like they're not wanting to do it. So props to ever everybody who's a red, everyone who's a Spurs, like anybody that's from those clubs and everyone across the globe that made it known that like this isn't acceptable and we're not gonna want it. Like this is our sport
1: and you know, it's not yours to make So, piggybacking off of that, uh, I mean, over the last couple days, one of the biggest hashtags trending on Twitter was, like, the whatever, don't back the Super League, like, whatever the hashtag was. Um, So, I mean, the fans are there with social media nowadays. Like, every player is on, so they see it. Do you think that there would have been a, like, a strike of some sort? Do you think the players were eventually going to hold out after this week? See, this is where it's interesting, and Keeks love your take, because... Like,
2: I was, I I didn't, I don't think FIFA's, uh, FIFA's uh, stance to say that if you play for one of these clubs, you can't play in the World Cup. Like, do you hold, do you hold players responsible for what their ownership groups decide to do? Um, I went back and forth on that. Because, I I, I think FIFA would have caved because FIFA has a interest to make sure that the best players are playing in the World Cup because people want to watch it. Uh, so I don't think people would have stuck with that, but like, do you hold players accountable for shit that's not necessarily in their control? I guess where they play is in their control. They can say like, I don't want to play for one of them, but it's hard to say that when that you know that club is going to pay you a shit ton of money.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really important point, and I'm glad you brought that up, Toby. Because my initial reaction is if. One, I thought UEFA and FIFA's threats were probably empty threats, uh, similar to what you said, Jack. I think that was meant to scare these Super League clubs and, and hope that it worked before it got to the point where the Euros came around this summer and they would actually have to make that decision. I don't think they would have stood by it. I think it was more of a scare tactic, and I, I don't know that that worked. I, I'm sure it helped, but I really think that it was supporter-driven. It was player and coach-driven. Um When you have those big names, uh, when you have Jordan Henderson, you know, announcing publicly that he's going to host a meeting of the captains in the Premier League, I think that's probably what scared these clubs, because I I do think that if the Super League would have gone through and they wouldn't have been, you know, pressured to cancel it, uh, I don't see UEFA or FIFA actually penalizing those players. If they did, I think that would lead to a, a player strike or else players maybe moving elsewhere, which can lead down a rabbit hole of fantasies about, you know, all those players coming to the MLS, which, again, that would just lead to the same franchise type of thing. But it it could be cool. Like China or, or MLS would probably be popping if all of them left Europe. But uh, ultimately, I, I don't think that UEFA and FIFA would have held them accountable. And then I think it would have... It would have just gone on if UEFA and FIFA did hold them accountable. I think that the the players would be forced to strike, would be forced to not play for those teams because they would want to represent their country. So, I think it would have just been a mess. I'm glad it didn't come to that. I would have I would have been really. I don't think that it's up to the players to strike, but I would have been really impressed and behind that if they did, um, if it came to that.
1: So if, if they would have stuck with it – I mean because as of right now pretty much all of England has pulled out of this and it sounds yeah. like Juventus is most likely pulling out. This is all speculation. Only Manchester City uh, has made – go ahead, Jack. But, uh,
2: but let's not say like – not only are they pulling out. Like these, these fucking idiots like busted the load so early and they're shitting their pants. You have – How many of them now of the presidents have resigned from their posts uh like they they have gone in totally shit the bed and are unable to face the public that they so so rightly pissed off that they're all just stepping down like it is absolutely amazing twitter in the last 48 hours has been as good of twitter since bitcoin went to fucking fifty thousand dollars like good so that's
1: Lord, what so good. that's what i was gonna say it's like it's like when you're fucking talking about amc stock right now because i'm like dude are, is this just a coincidence that like four of the top four of the top teams in the world their presidents have left like what about yesterday, uh, Monday, when uh, Jose Mourinho was fired and then uh, Bayern Munich's coach walked away? Like is is this all a coincidence? This is all happening within the last 48 hours? I don't know. We, so, we were yeah. talking
0: about that. What a perfect time for, for Tottenham to fire Jose. I was curious if, if they were maybe thinking about it in weeks upcoming and then they were like, oh shit, Super League just dropped. Yeah, let's go ahead and do this quietly now. Let's just pull the gun yeah. now
1: no exactly and so the telegraph in london was like daniel levy did not realize there would be this much backlash from fans i'm like are you fucking kidding me like why wouldn't there be what like yeah it's like these guys are not i feel like they're in tune with the fans but they just don't give a fuck till they need to give a fuck and then so here we are but it was like literally i was yesterday i was like driving, and I was like, man, is this gonna be like an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Toby becomes a Leeds fan? Like, is this happening? Like, if I'm becoming a Leeds fan, am I gonna show up on this podcast with the f- freaking A-Town fade on the side of my hair with the ponytail? I don't know. Like, it might happen. It hasn't, though. <laughs> I was kind of hoping for it. <laughs> I was, uh, I was, like, last night I was
2: sitting on the couch, like, debating, like, if I was a fan of like, one of the big six, like what club would I go and support? And I was like, you know what, I'd go and support Ghent from fucking Belgium. Like i think like the most like obscure like I mean Ghent is not obscure like thing on a history, but like like I would just go find some ridiculous club and uh, it's that's really hard to support just like fuck everything. But that was the club that I decided that I would support.
0: Nice. <laughs> I like that Gank shout. Can we can we cheers Gank real quick?
1: Cheers. <laughs> uh Keogs, you said you were gonna go with west ham you are still on that jesse lingard aren't you <laughs> well
0: Absolutely. i've always i've always had a soft spot for uh for west ham and for leicester um just good clubs good players like the way they play the game um so yeah i don't know there's so many options we're we're spoiled i think too like we complain about a a talent gap and stuff and there is and there's a huge obviously a huge compensation gap but you just look through the table and even when teams aren't that good they've just got players that you can't help but love and that that's what makes this that's what makes the sport fun you know we wouldn't see a playing we wouldn't see jack Grealish playing we wouldn't see james madison and jamie vardy playing harvey barnes like there's so much quality In each league, you know, Serie A has a bunch of hidden gems that we wouldn't get to enjoy. So, yeah.
1: So, I guess before we sign off, Jack, is there anything you want to talk about celebrating your (laughs) four hundred and twenty? Is there anything you want to bring up? Maybe the short list of uh, managers for Tottenham. Right now, I don't even even know who the fucking short list is. Who 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 is it? It's the coach of Leeds. Sorry. And then it's the coach of. uh, Sorry,
0: Marcelo Bielsa.
1: Nagelsmann. So those are the two that are. There's no way
2: Nagelsmann goes. I I
1: think he's going to go to Bayern Munich. Now, I think that's why Tottenham did what they did because they they found out about Bayern and their interests. And so I think they already have a contract for Nagelsmann. That's who I thought they are going to get. I don't really want – Sorry, can you imagine that dude? Like they would – Tottenham would have to allow smoking in the stadium because he would be straight chain-smoking cigarettes like Jay Cutler on the sideline at a Bears game. Like he would oh be smoking sticks cig- on stop. <laughs> I mean like – but
2: I don't even think that's like a realistic short Like I don't think it's Bielsa trying to leave leads. Like I mean I, I haven't heard that if, if that's true. Uh Nagelsmann is like I think he's outside of uh Spurs caliber. Um and I mean see that's the other thing about the big fucking six, right? Like like Spurs have done nothing. Nothing. No, like, that's what they would have they would have <laughs> like they had been, been great they have a ton of money and they haven't won anything. Like, what in God's name makes them play the big six? Like <laughs> it's beyond
1: man. me. Dude, AMC, a- a- M- AMC, a- M- C- and GameStop, man—that's what made them a and, ton of
2: money. Yeah, Puccini have them play some nice football for like four years, and then they think that they're the biggest shit that ever. Uh, it's unreal. That that club just baffles me. Like, and I like Spurs. It just the the it, it baffles me how high above their weight that they try to punch.
0: I don't but, like okay. Spurs, and it baffles me. Um, I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I I don't see. Um, I certainly don't see Bielsa making a move. I think he's the man at Leeds. I think he's adored. I think that's his type of project. He wants that hard working team that's just grimy and has no expectation to finish, even in the top ten. But they'll find a way to do it. Um,
2: no, but I, his style would match really well, right? right. Like Pochettino you know, being like, like his guy, right? Like the style would do well. Would do well at Tottenham. I just don't think he's motivated by money i don't think he wants to play in a huge stadium like that right i just don't think the 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 culture of spurs fits his culture absolutely yeah because i also watched the the documentary on amazon so
1: yeah (laughs) Keeks, you got anything else
0: i think that's it i like i said i think i could go down rabbit holes about what would have happened if if this super league would have occurred and, you know, obviously it's going to continue to be a a thing that pops up here and there and we'll see what happens with the owners. If they step down, if they sell, um, I do, I do really hope that they're forced to sell and they end up losing on their investments. Uh, that would be the best poetic justice to me is them trying to pull this stunt and then ending up losing money, um, having to sell for, for a lower amount. Uh, I
1: I, I was hoping that it would happen and all the teams would realize, like, Manchester City is not a great market. Like, it doesn't have the marketability of, say, a London or a Barcelona. And have all the teams relocate to one city and start, like, a Space Jam-style arena where all the teams just go and play, play there, one after another, nonstop. That's what I was wanting, but here we are. We're back to normalcy.
0: Please never, please never buy a football club, man. Yeah, I think that's Dude, it. Jack, you got any closing notes?
2: Nope. I just, like I said, Twitter has been amazing the last 48 hours. Sure. And uh, just reaffirms, for me, this has reaffirmed why I love this sport. Yeah. Um, and this community is beyond awesome to be able to, right, like, Change uh, honestly, change the course of history because if the super league would have happened, history
1: would have been changed,
0: absolutely right. Like,
1: it, um, it was the biggest news to ever happen in football, in my opinion. Like, yeah, the biggest thing 100%. And the 100%. second biggest thing that I took away from Twitter this week was a uh, someone describing Chelsea as Professor Snape <laughs> bad. <laughs> always bad until the very end. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. So. Uh,
0: all right. That wraps it up for this week. Uh let us know what you think on social media everybody. Give us a follow on uh on Instagram and Twitter and on Spotify. And uh enjoy your holiday if you're you're participating. Um other than that, just have a great week. Cheers.